Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Business picking up. We got the uh, NFL Combine uh, starting today. We got D'Amico Ryan speaking in a couple of hours. We got free agency two weeks away. We got we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of, uh, a lot of intense uh, cussing and discussing we'll go live to the combine at 11 15 we'll talk to Stutes. he's out there mm-hmm. uh so we'll get a little update on that on what to watch for uh the news yesterday none of the running backs are going to get tagged so the running back position uh is going to be something we anticipate that the texans will be active in um i know you would like to see that i would like to see that i think figgy would like to see that as well uh so never a dull moment Ryan. can we agree that they are going to sign a running back I would think so. Right? They're, they're I mean, going to sign so. a running back. Now, maybe it's going to be DeAndre Swift. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, they're uh, the, all of the primary running backs are not going to be tagged. So they're going to sign a running back. And now it becomes just sort of a guessing game and a, and a reporting game uh, as, as to who they're going to sign. But uh, I feel like I, – I, I feel as if the, the, the running back is going to be a priority. They're going to sign a running back. And now it comes down to to like you know who that's going to be and who might be the best fit. The best thing is who's the best fit. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, and then Saquon are my top two. Now uh, is that smart money or is that? Oh, um, uh, that's absolutely smart money because that's asking. what that's what I was about to say. I, don't know, I can't keep up. <laughs> Cause, cause, cause I, because, I can't keep up because that's what I was about to say. None of the running backs are going to be more than three year deal. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know where this reckless money with running back stuff comes in, quite frankly. Yeah, and, and running I, back is a different animal. I also don't like the double standard in which Saquon Barkley is being spoken of in the show that uh, uh, leads off for us. Okay, how so? He, I don't know how he gets slapped with this injury-prone label. And then we talk about how strong the receiving group is, and now you have to lock him up. Nico Collins has missed 13 games in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley's missed eight. Yeah. Tank Dell has missed as many games in one season in the NFL as Saquon Barkley has. Yeah. So... 
like there's there's a there's a talk about like injury prone because he because he had like a season ending injury four years ago. All of a sudden the guy's injury prone. No. And wide receivers a strength at the top two when we just saw Tank Dell miss in one season as many games as Saquon Barkley has the last three. Mm-hmm. We saw Nico Collins the last three years miss thirteen games and we gotta lock these guys up. I, I don't like like I don't like the way the manner in which running backs are spoken of yeah. these days, especially when you factor in what they get. I actually hate it. Mm-hmm. I actually hate it. And, and and maybe that's just maybe that's just because I, I kind of feel for them. I understand both sides of it. I understand the business thing. But you, you got to explain to me how we've, we're supposed to feel so good about these wide receivers that miss more time than Saquon Barkley. But I'm supposed to be concerned because the guy, the, the guy's, I guess, injury prone because he injury prone because he had one fluke injury during a during a uh, football season and missed one year now he's just labeled that for the rest of his life you know what his injuries were when he missed those eight games over the last three years ankle sprains that is what happens with everybody in the nfl at some point you know you get an ankle whether it's a high sprain or a low sprain whatever some sort of ankle injury uh you know saquon barkley in particular is is an interesting one because you just you just laid out you know his injuries were as much or fewer than Nico Collins and and Tank Dell and look there could be a gray area that I understand where maybe he's playing hurt and he's not effective I saw the same thing with Nico Collins I'm not even counting one of Nico's 13 games as the Jets game where he leaves after the, damn near the first play yeah so so there's there is a gray area that I that I understand I just don't know how Saquon Barkley is getting getting that label but. We're not worried about Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Yeah, well, I, I, I get, I, I, you're right. You're, you're 100 right. But when it comes to Saquon Barkley himself, you know, the other thing that kind of just piques my interest—that's a nice way to put it because I think we're, we're trying to, to put down weapons, as, as Sean Pendergast. I'm said. not putting down crap. <laughs> but, y'all are just, y'all are just, y'all, y'all are disappointing me. Y'all are having a well, discussion. Well, this will not disappoint you because it is a uh, down di- weapons. It is, it is directly dramatic. Is that attributable to, to one uh, Seth Payne? Uh, you know, when talking about Saquon Barkley, he said outside of his highlight reel, outside of his highlight reel, he really has not done this, this, or he's been injured that, that. Do you realize that Saquon Barkley over the last three years has more rushing yards, more touchdowns, a higher yards per average than the leading rusher of the Texans each of the last three years? Well, we know that. But I'm saying, like, like to, I mean, I would to, hope so. to say outside the highlight reel, it's more than just outside the highlight reel. But I think reel. outside the highlight reel, also, like, there's, I mean, it's it's been a disaster. Last year was a disaster yeah. for, for the Giants, right? The year before yes. that, like, what, what was and the And he's issue? still more. He what got was, Daniel Jones paid. What was yeah. the issue the year before that? They, uh, went to, they won a playoff game. And he went to the Pro Bowl. And he rushed for 1,300 times. They, they won a playoff game, dude. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's not <laughs> he just. He was the reason they got in the playoffs, people keep saying. Exactly. My, my point, Figgy, is, is it's it's much more than the highlight reel. He's averaging over the last three years, including the injuries, including last season, 4.1 yards a carry over the last three years. Yeah, last season was rough, too. And, and last season brought it down. But my point is, he's not highlight reel. He's not flash in the pan here and there. He's a consistent running back that has, like I said, more than four yards a carry. Sign me up. You know, it's not highlight reel stuff. It, it's much more than that. Yeah, I think so, too. I I, I just like I, – I feel bad for these guys. Mm-hmm. I feel really bad for these running backs, man, because I I, I think they're being eva- I think they're being evaluated differently. I, yeah, I yeah. really do. I if, if you pay Saquon Barkley, whatever you want to pay him, that's fine. Josh Jacobs, cool. Whatever running back they decide on is cool, but I I just don't. I'm I'm not as 
I'm not as comfortable with these receivers as as there appears to be like comfort level. I I, I think receiver is important. Absolutely. I think receiver is important. You have two guys who who've missed who missed time last year. One of which we only have a one year sample size, and he's he's missed eight games. Mm-hmm. The other one's missed thirteen, and and that's not even counting the Jets game where he got where he left. Right. So and, I'm I'm just as concerned about that. Um, I do think. Y'all are y'all are both kind of saying that. I mean, I don't know. Y'all are saying different stuff, like same as I, I don't know what's going on with y'all. What I don't do know mean? what the put the weapons down is thing. Oh no, I was well, I didn't uh, ultimately, but because <laughs> I talked about Seth specifically. Uh, Here, but, you want to hear the explanation of the tap out from Sean and Seth? I would love to. Okay, this was the explanation of the tap out. I think this was in the eight o'clock hour. Payne and Pendergast uh, here as D'Amico Ryan's will speak live at noon. Called us dirtbags, and then he didn't call us dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know you're joking, but that seems to be where this whole argument is going with all three shows. Is that we're all mischaracterizing in the eyes of each of us? Our takes yeah. are being mischaracterized. According to according to those guys, you and I want to sign bums off the street. Yeah, that we actually just want to grab somebody from a median and slap them there at at defensive tackle. That's how we're being characterized. Yeah, and that the only possible reason we don't want to sign Mike Evans is because he's in his thirties. That's yeah. the only. That's how we're being characterized. I, I think we're at a point now, like the the only solution now is to have some sort of summit meeting somewhere where we're all arguing in the same room at the same time, not and off of sound bites. <laughs> I think that's a white flag. Am I thinking too highly of us? I I'm asking what's the other you. Reason I'm asking they Figgy. What's yeah. the other reason they don't want to sign Mike Evans outside of the age? Yeah. What? Yeah. Exactly. Um, because they because they believe receiver is a uh, area of strength. Look, and we're no no one's going to downplay the 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 highlight reel, pun intended, of uh, Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Like they are the epitome of highlight real players because they've only played fewer because they played fewer games, uh, and they haven't been in, had consistent seasons like Saquon Barkley. So I get that they are highlight real players, uh, and and certainly that they we, we we project them to be much more than that, but they're not that yet. So when it comes when it comes to like what what Seth and and Sean are talking about, like we're mischaracterizing what they say. I. I tried to lay it out very, very straightforward. I don't think it's been mischaracterized. Yeah, I tried to lay it out very straightforward. I don't think it's consistent. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I mean, and maybe this isn't putting the weapons down. I don't think it's consistent. Mm-hmm. I think it's I, – I, I think – I mean, if y'all just wanted to disagree on how to spend the money, that's fine. Yeah. But if you, if you want Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley and, – and, and I, I – in between all this, there's an explanation of, well, I want to I wanna go get more areas of need, which I get. Mm-hmm. But when you start listing the roster and filling the roster, that you're spending just as much money as as Lopez is, if not more. Yeah, like the scenarios you're throwing out. So that's that's the that's the issue I have. It's not necessarily about you know Lopez wants to spend more money or they want to spend more money. I don't I don't think. But but then yesterday I heard you know Tank Dell mentioned as if Tank Dell needs to factor into some decision mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to it. But I think y'all are both y'all y'all both want to spend the money. It's when you start listing like the roster, like in in listing like like George Fant's swing tackle salary is going to prevent you from doing something. It's like it's not any different than paying Patrick Queen or Josh Allen or Matt Matt Abike, like you say. So Starters that's that's from where, last year. No big deal. Doesn't cost anything. Steven Nelson, five point three million dollars. Um, do you, would you like a kicker? Would you like a yeah? Player? I, no, we need, I don't want. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like so that that mindset. It's not. It's. I know it's other areas that he finds more important, which is cool. I, I don't have any area, that, but like when we start listing the roster, like they're not going to be able to 
fills some roster. Like what what you two are saying is not different. Well, the confusing thing to me about that, you know, these players, and let's be honest, mostly by and large mid level players, is you're not spending extra money on those players because even if you don't sign those players, you have to replace them. You have to replace those players to fill a roster with a five million dollar guy that's that's not Stephen Nelson or, or or whatever you know. So like it's I'm not talking about that is the deal breaker because you have to replace those players anyway. I'm talking about the added value of star players, the added value of a receiver and a running back uh, that can take you to places you haven't been. I mean th- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy the uh, the banter. They they want to spend money on D. Fence. You want to spend money on perhaps offense. I don't think you just want Mike Evans at any cost. Hey, exactly. And, but like the notion, and we'll hear what Show had to say at eleven. Show was a little bit fired up about <laughs> he this. He was very fired up. Um, we'll hear what he had to say. But I, but I think y'all are. But the the listing of the roster and stuff like that. Yeah, that's you got to replace those players anyway, yeah. either with them or someone like them. We what we're talking about is someone who's not like them, like a Saquon, a Josh Jacobs, a. Gabe Davis, a Mike Evans, those are the players that take you to a higher level. Those players, you're going to have either them or someone else like them no matter what. That's not added money. That's the money with the cap going up that you're just going to replace. That's where I'm confused. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, man. <laughs> it's interesting to say the very least. So we're going to hear from D'Amico, man. You think D'Amico's going to say? I, I was I was thinking about you think this. He's going to tip his hand. I think he might tip his hand a little. Well, bit. Uh, what I'm interested in is because he's he knows not to say specifics and uh, especially free agents I don't and all know that. that. He's as worried about it anymore. But I think what he is going to be asked about because everybody always asks about it is the value at, at the the position value in this draft. I think that might be where you get some hints, uh, and he's going to be asked about it. I guarantee you. Um, Cody Stutz is there. He'll probably ask it if not him, someone else. Like, where do you see the value in this draft? If he goes defensive line high after saying he wants to, you know, work on the defensive line after the season specifically, I think that's going to be a big uh, a, a big tip on, on where this team is looking in the draft, which I'm good with that because defensive line, you get a big-time defensive first-round player to tackle in the first round, that's a rookie contract. It gives you the, the flexibility to, to know what you're doing offensively with some of these other players that we're talking about. I think I think you need to be a little bit closer to the vest when you're talking about a quarterback. I, I don't know if they're going to be as close to the vest on this one mm-hmm. here. But I, <laughs> Seth Seth uh, is texting and shout out to Seth. He said he's had nagging injuries that affect his play, like when he started for the second half of 2022. That's fair. No, I get it. No, that's fair. And like and, 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 and Saquon and I, and I, this game. I acknowledge that I'm looking at games played and I don't know like the gray area. I. I, I 100% acknowledge that. Yes, and, and and my point on that was not that it didn't affect Saquon Barkley or, or, or whomever. My point was it wasn't an ACL. It wasn't a meniscus. And and it's yeah. been kind of a disastrous situation for the Giants. I just I just feel like I yeah. I just feel like this is a more this is more beneficial for for Saquon's skill set. But I but I get it. Like the running back position. I, I, I feel for them, but I feel for feel for squads. But yeah, the, the nagging injuries that affect the play, I I completely get that. There no, is the gray exactly. area. Of I mean, course. It, but are we not going to say that Nico and Tank Dell are injury prone? We can't. That's my question. Th- one way or the other, we can't say it yet. I mean, maybe Nico more. 
uh, because it's been you know three years. That's my question. Yeah, man. yeah. Like, how good do you feel about them? Because when 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 we were talking about spending money, like, are those guys? That's why I want to see Nico one more year. You know, if you only miss a few games next year, cool. But what what we've seen from Nico Collins is, I mean, he's been he's been pretty damn injury prone. Yeah, and and I've i it seems like there's been games where it's kind of affected him, like when he left the Jets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel as good about these receivers. I don't want to say it's like Damian Pierce remix. I just I, I think that I, I think it's a little bit more of a of a need. Like the depth at wide receiver for me is more concerning than what quality of linebacker they bring in, whether it's like a low-level project versus like a Patrick Queen. I, th- I think the depth at receiver is something that they definitely need to address. Yeah, you just touched on something that I that I was uh, thinking about after the show yesterday. I was thinking about the whole roster thing that Seth was talking about how and how you're going, and I just mentioned it, how you're going to have to replace those guys no matter what. That's not the players we're talking about. The other thing I was, I was, I was thinking about is that exact thing about the wide receiver uh, room. To say that they're set boggles my mind. Like, like, yes, they have a fantastic prospect in Tank Dell. You and I have, have, have called him a number one receiver. They have, they have like potentially, a, they have like a eight or nine game sample size of Tank Dell and Nico Collins being able to stay on the field they, together yes. the whole time. That's what I was thinking about. They have an absolute prospect for number one receiver with Tank Dell. Absolute prospect at number one receiver for Nico, but they are not number one receivers yet. You don't know that. So, so to say that they're set, and I'm not saying that they exactly put it this way, but but to imply that that's not the priority, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you can't prioritize wide receiver with this quarterback, uh, with with the fact that you need you know as many weapons as you can, and you still have to find a running back. I don't understand. It's beyond me that you can't that you don't prioritize wide receiver. That that's where I separate the most. You know, from whether it's them or anyone who thinks that way. Because I think the the dangers, like the real dangers. There are dangers from paying free agents like top dollar. I agree with that. But what what about if you fall in love with your players too much and all of a sudden you're paying Nico Collins like he's yeah. a Mon Ross St. Brown and yeah. he can't stay on the damn field. Exactly. And he doesn't and, and, and we've only Titus seen Howard. a good year. Yeah. Uh, t- Titus Howard, there's an example. That's I like that that does not resonate with me. It doesn't compute that that you think or imply that you're okay at wide receiver. Coming up, let's look beyond the uh beyond the highlights. Let's talk about uh Saquon Barkley, let's talk about this running back market. And I also wonder, is Nick Casario 100% over his old ways, or could he have a strong opinion about a running back that we aren't even talking about? We'll discuss next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Peggy has hit him big time. Houston, let's get in the loop. All the jokes are coming fast and furious every time y'all talk about this guy. With Landry Locker. Landry, I mean, you're going to be in midday forever now. And John Lopez. On occasion, Lopez makes a statement that's so ludicrous. It makes me pick my phone up and call you guys. You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Your champ, 610. Sports Radio 610. Combine Day! D'Amico Day, two weeks away from free agency. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. The running back market has been set. The Texans can have their pick. None of these running backs are getting franchise tag. Not Saquon Barkley, not Josh Jacobs, not Derrick Henry, not Tony Pollard, not Austin Eckler. Now it's just a matter of who do the Texans like. Now Aaron Wilson is reporting that C.J. Stroud and Saquon Barkley are talking. Yes. Uh, so I, I would say that's a, a little bit of a of a big deal. Um, seems like Saquon is regarded as the gem on this market. It's not favorable circumstances with the Giants. Did lead them to the playoffs two years ago. There's questions about durability, being banged up, all mm-hmm. that, uh, which has been well documented. But make no mistake about it, the running back market has been said. I'm going to ask you three questions about this. Let's go one to three. Let's go. I'm going to ask you three questions about this. The running back, starting at number one. Mm-hmm. Numero uno. Who do you like? Josh Jacobs. Okay, so you like Josh Jacobs. Yes. Okay. Josh Jacobs. I want to hit him with the Quan. I'm going to say And I'm not going to be against it. He's my number 1A. Okay. Not even a number two. Figgy, who do you like? Say Quan. Okay, Quan. Question number two. Numero dos. Who's making this decision? Who's making this decision? Who do you think is making this decision for the Texans? Is it Bobby Slowick? Is it D'Amico Ryans? Is it Nick Casario? Like, who's who's making this call? Who do you think has the larger chunk of the pie? Don't give me this. Everybody's going to be on the room. And give, yeah, me that's... give me who has the biggest share of decision-making in this, in this decision. That yeah, the, the cop-out answer is they all have a voice. Uh, it's true. Uh, I think I think D'Amico's going to go to Bobby Slowick. Uh, Casario's going to tell them both what he feels is the best fit. They're going to hash it out. But if you said, like, who's going to ultimately say, boys, we're going with this guy, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryan's. Okay, D'Amico. Yeah, I think it's D'Amico Ryan's. Okay, I think Slowick has a big say. I I think <laughs> I I wonder what who Nick Casario likes. Like in his mm-hmm. in, like if if Nick Casario were just sitting there in his own world, like who he would like, because I think he's over that Patriot system crap. Oh yeah. Right. Like he's over it. Right. Yeah. Like we got, we got a new system here. It's completely different Mm -hmm. because I think that if, if the Texans still ran the same system that they ran with O'Brien and what they ran before D'Amico got here and they, and they incorporated that Kubiak offense. Mm-hmm. I think Austin Eckler would be the perfect. Patriots I told y'all, back. man. He looked like an Eckler guy, man. Yeah, I, I think I think Austin Eckler would be the perfect Patriots running back. Now, I don't I don't think that that's that's the case here in this situation. 
But I do wonder, like, if Nick Casario watches Austin Eckler, and because he was in that offensive system for, like, 20 years, he's just like, man, this guy's perfect. <laughs> if New England was still New England, I could see him being But it's a different a offense. Guy. Oh, I know. If it were yeah. the same yeah. offense, then, yeah. I, then Eckler might be a fit. But but I, but I do wonder, like, who, who makes that decision? It's got to be D'Amico. I think it's got to be Slovak. I think Slovak has a big, big voice because it's his offense. And uh, – as much as D'Amico trusted him, it's like, okay, who do you think really is going to fit here, you know, best fit for what you like to call, blah, blah, blah. I think he's going to have a big voice. But when when they're in that room, and it's let's say it's you, me, and Figgy, you know, it's 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 D'Amico, Slowick, and Casario, somebody's going to say, all right, we're going with this guy. You know what I think about Nick, though? Um, his I think his – I think his sort of tiebreaker – is going to be can we get him on in three years on a three year contract? I think you can get him all on a three year contract, but can we guarantee? Yeah, no running backs getting over three years. Yeah, so I think I yeah, think I, I think the none tie of these break, guys are getting over three. I think the tiebreaker for Nick is we got him at three at this number. Let's go. It might even be less. It might quite be honestly with with what Derrick Henry back will is. be yes, would be yes less. Uh, yeah, I, I could see I could see it being less, mm-hmm. and and I think that I don't think the running back position is like something that just completely handcuffs you. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as like a, no. like a handcuff type of no, position. No, no, no. I, I don't think so either. What's your third question? Uh, third question. Numero tres. How does Devin Singletary fit into this? Where, where does Devin Singletary fit in here? Is, is, do you let Devin Singletary test the market and then bring him back uh, and, and then maybe try to go cheap with Damian Pierce and a, and a rookie as the, as the third stringer? Where does Devin Singletary fit into this? Because we respect what he did last year. Big time. But we also got to realize Devin Singletary was brought here to be a backup to Damian Pierce. Yeah. In his perfect role, he was a, a, a 1A, 1B type of cat mm-hmm. in, in a not deep backfield. Like, part of me wonders, like, naturally, whenever you decide that you're going to upgrade at a position, y- you wonder if the guy who was already here is going to be disgruntled and he wants to go figure out more opportunity. My thing is, I'm looking at the state of the position in every other team in the league. I don't see an, a scenario where Devin Singletary goes to another place and is anything other than a backup. Right. Like, at least heading into the season, like a 1A, 1B. So, I wonder if you could sign one of these guys and then bring back Devin Singletary for a few mil. See, that's where I was going with it. I think it depends on who you sign. Like, I, if you sign Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley, then I think the priority to bring back Devin Singletary rises. And the reason is, you know, Barkley – ankles, injuries, all that stuff, even though we think that's a little bit overblown. And Derrick Henry, as a guy that's just a kind of pound the line, who knows how, how much he's got left. I think I think if you bring those two guys back, you almost prioritize Devin Singletary more. Now, he would be a dummy not to test the market. Yeah, but what's yeah. the market going to tell him? Right, right. I mean, especially with, with how people already think about this position and what Devin Singletary is, I, I just could see – I don't even know that you have to choose between. I think he comes back in a in an ideal situation. And, hell, if, if these guys don't work out, you figure it out. But I don't think this is like some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, handcuff, mind-numbing – Yeah. I have a question for you. Big result type let's, of let's thing. Let's call it number four. Okay. All right. Numero cuatro. Outside of the, the ones that we mentioned the most, who do you like the best? We mentioned Josh Jacobs. We mentioned Saquon. We mentioned Derrick Henry. Who do you like the most of outside of those? Because there's several running backs. There's a lot of running backs on the market, and they're not going to be tagged. Uh, I mean, A.J. Dillon, uh, Zach Moss, DeAndre Swift, uh, Austin Eckler, which you mentioned a second ago. 
there are a lot of run. Do any of these J.K. Dobbins? J.K.'s coming off the Achilles. Speaking yeah. of injuries, that's yeah. injury prone right yeah. there. I kind of like uh, Swift. Yeah, he's a popular name. Yeah. I will now, say you the would, Lions got rid of him and didn't seem to regret it. No, but and he's but he's only 25. Um, and I think he's still got something left. I, I, I want the others. Let's be clear. But I kind of like him as as a, as a backup plan that could carry. You the like load. him as a starter, like coming in uh, as the old RB1? one-two punch, the old one-two punch, man. Like okay. you know, with uh, Singletary or something. Okay, keep it. Keep. Yeah. I would like him as a backup, like a, a replacement for Singletary. How do you feel about Tony Pollard? Same. I don't know if he fits here. Yeah. He had a rough. I mean, he he wasn't as good last year as he was before. Yeah. I, I think that's almost a testament to why it has to be one of these big bigger ticket items on a shorter term deal. Uh, it, you know, Jacobs. Saquon, it's all going to be short. Yeah, yeah. It's it, running back. It's got to be, and yeah. they know that. Yeah, they all know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Another name that is keeps getting brought up, and I guess they're saying that he might be ready at June is uh, Jonathan Brooks out of Texas mm-hmm. uh, in the draft. I, I don't get it. I'll be honest. I don't understand. I don't. I don't think too many people follow him very closely. He is he he is in, in a good running back class. He's like a sixth guy that is a day three guy. Mm-hmm. I think because this is such a weak running uh, running back group. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're. I, I don't get it. I think if he'd have gone back to Texas, I don't even know if he I, he might be their second and third best on that team. Yeah. Maybe that's an embarrassment of riches type of thing. I don't, I don't get the Jonathan Brooks. Like if you're looking for Jonathan Brooks, like if you want to kick the tires on him and keep him around, that's cool. Yeah. But if you think Jonathan Brooks is going to come in here and help your run game like immediately, I I don't see. See, it. that's why you can't rely. Maybe on it the happens. Draft. I just don't yeah. see it. You can't rely on the draft for that reason alone. I, you could have last year. Yeah. You could have last year. Mm-hmm. This year in the draft, I'm seeing like a strong Jonathan Brooks by mm-hmm. at least by my timeline. Yeah, my thing is I don't I don't know that y'all watched him. No, too I much. agree. He's good. He's okay. I mean, but yeah, they're not going to the take. But that's more reason to 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 focus on what these guys not going to miss a beat next year. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. I'm not going to be sitting there, sitting there saying I miss that guy. I promise <laughs> you that. Uh, Nico Collins, what's the hurry when it comes to Nico Collins? Nico Collins spoke. He had some interesting things to say. Plus. The long shot trade rumor that will not go away. Let's talk about the state of the wide receiver position. We're about an hour and a half away from hearing D'Amico Ryan's next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're making the stories from outside the loop matter to you. This is Localize It. Don't you know I'm local? You're in the loop on Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. 
All right, so Nico Collins spoke. He spoke to Aaron Wilson at the uh, TriStar show. Aaron Wilson of KPRC2. Here was what Nico Collins had to say on the 2023 season and what he's looking forward to in the future. It was amazing, man. Blessed season. Um, you know, I, mean, I did miss a couple games, man, but it, it is what it is, man. But I made it out healthy. Um, I did well for the team. Did whatever I could for the team, man. Stay healthy. Balled out. Did whatever I could. Like It's a long season, but it was it was a fun season. Uh, a lot of memory. Excited to get back to work. Great group of guys. That's, that's in the locker room. Ready to get back to work. All right, there you go. So that's... Uh... That's Nico. He's excited to get back to work. Here's my question. Uh, Nico Collins has now concluded three seasons, which means he's eligible for an extension. Uh, after you play three years, you can get extended. That's what, the same situation they're going to have with Derek Stingley next year um, and, and C.J. Stroud in two seasons. My question for you is, and I've heard this thrown out there, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to pay Nico or well, he was know, maybe you it. extend Nico. Yeah. Do you think there's any hurry to extend Nico Collins? I mean, maybe like if you can get a team-friendly deal, maybe. But if you're going to pay him like marquee, this is a top 10, top 15 guy, much like I said last year about Titus Howard, and who knows how that would have played out had he not gotten hurt. I don't know how much higher it's going to go. And and this is on the, on the notion that, you know, you need to give this guy – Amon Ross St. Brown money. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking on Sean. I'm just using this as like an example. If you're going to sign Nico Collins, to me, this has to be like some sort of bargain deal, not a, hey, we're going to pay him at his max value. Like we're going to pay Titus Howard like he's a top five right tackle before the season starts. I like what I see. I love the kid. I'm just saying. Yeah. This is going to sound a little weird. I don't think Nico Collins should want to sign it right now. Because he's not going to get that money. Uh, I mean, he's just not. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're going to negotiate with his agent, and they're going to be saying the same things that we're talking about. Dude, we want to see some more. You know, uh, he's been a little injury prone. Uh, hasn't completed a season. Uh, we love him. We think he's going to be fantastic, but we got to see a little more. So the offer, like like Nico might come in and asking for that, that big money like you just mentioned. They're not going to give it to him. So, like, it's almost, you know, betting on yourself. Nico Collins almost has to say, you know what, I'll show you. And then next year, it becomes a much bigger deal. And he can get uh, much better money, bigger bonus, that whole nine, the, whole, the whole nine yards. You can't pay Nico Collins. You right can't now. pay him that money, and they're not going to. Yeah, if, if there's like some sort of bargain and you can do what you did with Whitney Merciless back in the day, and that's always the reference that we use where you get a, you get a bargain, mm-hmm. then, then proactively fine. Yeah. But you're talking like 25. No, man. I got to see it again. Do Would I bet against seeing it again? Uh, probably not. Mm-hmm. Would it shock me if last year, when we look at the four-year body of work, was by far his best year? Not really. Yeah. Can he stay healthy? That's what I'm saying. He's missed 13 games the last three years. They're going to come at him. Not It's not personal. They're going to come at him with all that stuff. So I, it, it almost behooves uh, Nico Collins to say, you know what? I'll show you this year. And then we're going to talk real money next year. Now, I, I get the temptation of signing a contract, the bonus and all that. That's a lot. But that's where you have to kind of weigh it, you know? Like, am I going to sign this Texans-friendly deal? Or am I going to wait and get you know, big money with a big guarantee next year? Then we have this Justin Jefferson stuff, this dialogue. And, the, and this is the EA Sports portion uh, of the localized. It here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. 
EA Sports. It's in the game. Do you think we get to a point where the Texans, not necessarily now, but much like these teams that were kind of knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, where these teams aggressively pursued wide receivers, whether it's the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill, whether mm-hmm. it's the Bills with Stephon Diggs. Do you think we get to a point where the Texans are doing that? Or is that something that, because of all the reckless stuff, I, I think if you can avoid that, I think that would be the best way to do it. Sometimes you can't avoid it because it's hard to that's, find receivers. That's the point. Um, fingers crossed, to be honest, that, that you are in a position where you can afford to, to go after one last piece like that. Uh, this is not the year. <laughs> this is not the year for, like, the Justin Jefferson things thing almost makes me uncomfortable to, to, to associate <laughs> him with the Texans. Because it's not just $30 million, which is about where where he's going to be uh, slotted. It's a first round and multi, and another player or two first round picks and a later. That, that's a lot for this point in your process. you know. And, and by the way, it'll be a longer deal too. It'll be five years, six years. And that's when it starts eating into some of these other contracts. I don't, this is, it almost sounds silly. I don't want Justin Jefferson at that cost. I just don't want him. At what cost? Two firsts? Two firsts and, and the contract? And a longer-term contract? But what if you're looking at it as, all right, you're talking about paying Nico Collins and you're bringing in Justin Jefferson instead, who is a superior player. What if you're looking at it that way? Yeah, but the the cost is still going to be, what, twice as much? No. Nah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, it will be. I think he's going to be around 30, right? 30, 30. Something like that. But That's you had the top three receiver in the league, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, top two. Right. Top Maybe. two? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And the picks? Yeah, I mean, I don't like trading picks at all. And and then and the key thing to me is it's going to be five or six years or more for Justin Jefferson. Man, that's going to bite. He's going to fall off? No, it's going to eat into all your other contracts they have to pay. That's when the cap. Oh, okay. That's when the cap has to come Here into we play. Go. No, I. The whole reason I like the Saquon and Josh Jacobs things because we're talking three years. The whole thing I like Mike Evans and who knows about Gabe Davis, but let's, let's use Mike Evans as a as a contract because it's going to be like three years. I wouldn't pay him more than three. I'm, I mean, I would not do it. Stephen Nelson, five point three million dollars. <laughs> um, would you like a kicker? Would you oh, like a yeah? I, no, we need. Uh, I don't want Dario Gumbawale to kick it. Okay. I'm I'm being smart with Texans money here, Landry. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be smart with it. Uh, you signed Justin Jefferson for six years or more. Well, then you got bills to pay later. Then you are into the whole two thousand Jaguars thing that Seth talked. There's about. like, but why do you think? Why do you think the Bengals are franchise tagging T Higgins right now? But for that reason, for for money, because reason. they have Jamar Chase on his rookie deal, right? Yes, exactly. So that that's where you can get right. That's where your Mike Evans argument actually kind of makes sense. If if that's where you're going, because it, it, it a tag is one year. You know. Uh, if you gave him a contract, who yeah. knows? Who knows how that would play? Yeah, it's a short term. That's my point. It's like Justin Jefferson, boy, what a player! Top two, whatever it is. But man, then you start looking down the road, and if this team's going to be what we think it is, then all of a sudden, it becomes like severe. You know, the the money, the cap issues. Because I think that you know, there's there's a portion of folks who want to spend on this position. There's a portion of folks who want to spend on yeah. that position. I think you should be proactive. I don't, you know, I, I, to me, when, when I hear, when I hear the opposite side of the Mike Evans thing, and I'm kind mm-hmm. of just in the middle instigating and enjoying it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I don't know what the philosophy, I don't, I don't think there's like a free agent blueprint, free agent philosophy. And I think when you start thinking that way, 
that's where you start trying to copy the Patriots and you look like jackass. Yeah. But I I do think you should proactively evaluate your team and not just look at it as, oh, we need this, 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 and we feel good about this, this, this. Like last year at running back, oh, we feel good about Damian Pierce. Do you? Maybe you should have looked. Maybe you should looked a little closer into that. Mm-hmm. We feel good about Nico Collins and Tank Dell uh, as the number two receivers. Oh, maybe you should look closer at that. The mm-hmm. fact that they they barely were on the field for half a season together. Yeah. So I I do think there needs to be like some sort of proactive evaluation instead of just drafting for need. That's that's where the whole draft like hey, draft for need draft for. No, I mean you can you can improve luxuries like it's, when when you sometimes that opportunity happens like it did last year with Dalton Schultz. But you can like if an opportunity presents itself where you can bring in Mike Evans, but you think wide receiver is a position of strength. I don't think you ignore it. If if you're sitting at 23 in the draft and Franklin from Oregon falls in your lap, yeah. then take that opportunity. Yeah. I mean you look at you look at some of the most impactful guys in the league right now. Like that was just, that was luxury. Like that was luxury. Chiefs didn't need a receiver in Tyreek. It fell to him in the fifth round. And he had happened to have off field issues that allowed them mm-hmm. to make Happens that happen. All the time, man. Cowboys didn't need mm-hmm. Micah Parsons. They had just invested in Demarcus Lawrence. Like they, they, the Cowboys, they actually wanted corners. Yeah. The corners were off the board, so they said, you know what, we'll take this guy. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Seattle, they took Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. They, they didn't need, need a that. Re- yeah. They need a receiver. Yeah. yeah. And they and they and you you add to it. So I don't I'm I'm not like there's a lot of philosophies and we've had like philosophical wars here at Sports Radio Six Ten lately, which we'll get into at eleven. You want to talk <laughs> about someone fired up. <laughs> um but I, I think like of all the philosophies, whether it's paying this guy, paying that guy. Uh, salary cap, all that crap. To me, the most dangerous philosophy is you just sit there and try to fill in holes. Yeah, we need that. So we need we're gonna we're gonna pay this guy that. Like we're gonna we, we need to go on defense. So we're gonna do that. Or when you have small sample sizes and you assume that that's, that's a, yeah. that that's the norm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it happens all the time. It happens every year uh, where that you can bolster a position that is presumed strength. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Landry Larker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Let me let me let me ask you this question. You watched the Texans last game, right? I believe I did. You did, right? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say they lost that game? Would you say it was the defense or the offense? Uh I would say it was the defense. You and, would? Yeah. I would. I would say it was the offense. Really? They didn't score a point. Well, the second half. They didn't score a point. They yeah. scored a punt return touchdown. Yeah. Well, yeah. they didn't score a damn point. Mm-hmm. And they wore down. If they had been able to score, like let's say they'd had some wide receiver depth to where they didn't have Tank Dell and they didn't have John Mechie and Xavier Hutchinson going out there trying to do whatever the hell they were trying to do out there. Yeah. If they would have had like some depth, let's say they let's say that game is twenty one to seven at half or something like that. Maybe they could have figured something out. I think they just got worn down. I thought the, I thought well, the, no, offense the defense was the did get the defense did get worn down. They got worn down. Yeah, the defense definitely. But that was did. inevitable. But they also didn't score a damn. The second point. half, they made it look easy. They but scored I think, zero points. I think that was that was a factor. Look, look, and 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 the, the problem is assuming. I mean, people say that all the time. You're going to assume Nico Collins. You're going to assume Tank Dell. But then, what else can you assume? You can't assume anything on the at the wide receiver position. And even assuming those two guys is a little risky because of what we've been talking about here. So, I, I, I can't be more I adamant. 
about what you need to do with this uh, I, team, and that's bolster. I would rather have D'Amico Ryan's coaching up the defense, and you 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 looking at at, at defense particularly potentially in the draft depth and this offense just becoming explosive as hell and beating people up and running the ball and being balanced and having a balanced receiving core and all that as opposed to hey this edge guy is going to come in here and we're just going to stop everybody that's my my recipe is just make this offense as good as possible and the defense can be opportunistic like you can like you're up you're up 14 points so they have to throw so you can force more turnovers well let's 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 do that we've kind of talked about defining our offseason approach for this team i'm going to define it very simply help cj stroud all you can because he's the guy that's going to get you there then with the draft picks you've got opportunities on the defensive side maybe even a, a free agent at a particular position that 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 isn't a, a deal, you know, going to break the bank. But yes, the number one priority, the number one philosophy, approach, whatever you want to call it, is you got to help C.J. Stroud. Got to, got to. Don't don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Don't take it for granted. We'll see what happens. It's dangerous when you assume, man. Coming up, did one of our teammates assume a little bit too intensely? You thought Lopez was fired up about <laughs> free agent philosophies. Wait till you hear what one of our other coworkers had to say next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 